Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. Right, season 6, episode 13 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Bex from Portsmouth. Hello. And that was very cheery. And Mark Stoll from California. Good morning. That was, le- that was less <laughs> Which cheery. Which is not very cheery. <laughs> <laughs> Intentional. Yeah, normal. <laughs> right, so um, middle of the week, um, Pochettino made a few changes. I think um, a lot of people were happy with, with the with, with the team selection, Lo Celso starting, Dombele starting. Um, we go and win 4-0. Everybody's a little bit upbeat. We think we've turned a corner. And, and then, then there's the league. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's the league. Um, John Steckles, our own John Steckles, just says, how many corners have we turned? I would I would argue none at all this season. And until... We're doing a Scott Parker. We're just going to go around in circles until we get what we want. Yeah. Until we, until we win two league matches, two consecutive league matches in a row, which I can tell you the last time we did that was when april april of this year when we beat palace on the first game of the home season uh, first game in the new stadium even and then we beat huddersfield in the next match until we do that until we get a string of results together in the league we haven't turned a corner no absolutely not false hope wasn't it wednesday night people thinking oh well you know maybe if we can play like this and we'll play like this at the weekend and it'll be okay Apparently not, because yesterday was poor. How, how many weeks is that now that we've gone into a Premier League game going? Hopefully now we're gonna we're gonna see us. Hopefully now we're gonna see us like the team in the Champions League. Well, it's been six weeks since we last won a Premier League match, Southampton. There you go. That was there you go. so poor. Two months ago, end of September. Holy shit! Yeah, so yeah. poor. Um, and the last time that we won three or more consecutive games, you've got to go right the way back, right the way back, beginning of the year to that. To that, well, it all started with that um, famous away victory, the last away victory in the league at Fulham, um, and then we beat Watford at home, Leicester, no, sorry, Newcastle and Leicester at home. That was four wins in the, on. on Four consecutive wins, and then we went and played Burnley at the end of February, February and then it went all tips up after that. All right, so we can blame Burnley then. We're solely blaming this appalling AVB esque run of form on Burnley then. I think that seems fair enough. That, that, that does n- seem fair enough. North, north, of, the, north of the M M M one seems fair. Um, north of Watford even. I don't, I don't think uh, AVB's run was as long as this, so maybe you know. It's on a, but the football we're playing is on a par with his stuff. Yeah, it feels yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, it does. It has his poor. It has got that. It has got that feel to it. Look, yesterday, um, before the match, everybody, you know, post post Wednesday, a lot of fans were saying, being 
they've been rather, I was going to say rather cynical, but but maybe realistic based on 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 how things have gone recently. Uh, after the win against Red Star, everybody was instead of instead of sort of being hopeful and and basking in the glory of a win, which is a rare thing these days. Everybody was like, "Well, he's going to make a few changes, isn't he? He's not going to play Lo Celso. Ericsson will be back in the starting eleven. Blah 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 blah." And um, you look at that starting eleven yesterday. Dumbele started. Lo Celso started. Ericsson wasn't wasn't back. It was pretty much, with the exception of the fullbacks, it was the same starting eleven that uh, that started in, 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 the, in the middle of the week. So you know, nobody can accuse a manager of of chopping and changing. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while coming, though. It's been a while coming, though, Jeff. Yeah, no, no. I'm not. You know, I I, I totally understand the the, the the frustrations, but you know he, the. the Team didn't change. It was a settled, pretty much settled lineup, apart from the fullbacks. Yeah, we still, we still can't get a result against a team that, on paper, you'd, you'd think we should. But it's just... still the same team, isn't it? That's the thing. What is the difference between playing Champions League and the league? How can you produce a performance like we did on Wednesday, and then on Saturday just not even pass the ball to your own players successfully? I don't get it. It, it, it. I haven't even got any words, which is quite rare. So I'll shut up now. There's a there's a lethargy in in the when it comes to the Premier League. It seems like I mean seriously, when we have played well in the Premier League this season, it's hasn't generally been for very long spells. We haven't seemed to be able to sustain control or any kind of attacking threat. It's just, it's so strange to me. I just, I don't understand what's going on. I really don't. They're just, and then one, and then you'll get a play, some players that will perform well one week and you expect that run of form to continue. And then the next week they kind of just like got the same thing others have got, that lethargy and and that lacking. It's, It's... it's, it's tough right it's, now. It's it, really tough. It's painful watching. Um, I mean, I don't know. This is just a theory, but I, I wonder whether away from home, particularly in Europe, we're not in a, we, we aren't in the pressure pot of of that big shiny new stadium with an expectant home crowd. Nah, 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 no, nah. no, not having it. No, we've played there. We played there the back end of last season, and it wasn't that great, but it wasn't as bad as yesterday. Mm. So that's not having an, that's... that, and these are all experienced players who should be quite happy playing at, at any ground. That new stadium should is even more incentive for them to to drive them forwards. Yeah. Really, or it, sh- it should be. It's like let's make, you know let's protect our new home and let's make it a fortress. Blah blah blah. Let's build off of this, and no, no, it's not happening. Well, Do you want to try another theory, should, No, no, it should down. be. Sorry. I don't look. No, no, I, I agree. It should be a fortress, and and they're professional players, and these are players who, um, 
uh, copes at Wembley when there was supposedly a, 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 a curse, and they they actually actually on reflection they did play quite, better. Yeah, they they did quite well. Um, I just wonder whether I just look at you know Red Star away whether perhaps there isn't that that pressure and they they're not playing within themselves. I don't know. It's almost like the confidence has gone. They're shattered. That. Lethargic, Mark described them. If you look back, I don't know if either of you, if you, if you've seen the goal that Sheffield United scored, the one that they actually yep. did score, not the one which was perfectly legit, by the way. But we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the the the, 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 the fuck up that is VAR in a minute. Um, nobody, none of our players are pressing the ball in the build-up to the goal. They're, they're, they're not doing it anything. Back. It's like having a bunch of fucking waxworks on the pitch. They're all standing there. But the fact that they can't even pass to their own players, their passing yesterday was piss poor. And United, quite rightly, went, oh, this is good. Let's have that. And they were sharper. They were first to the ball. And we looked like we were just standing there saying, if it doesn't come to my feet, I'm not moving for it. Mm. And you can't do that. Like, what the hell? That that period in the first half where they really started pinging the ball around us, I was just... I was like, God, please don't let the rest of the game be like this. But thankfully for us, they slowed it down to a level that we could compete we at a little win. bit, compete at a little bit better. You know, <laughs> it's so bad, <laughs> it's so bad. Wait, there we, I can't even find a single positive from yesterday. Lascelles look, 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 look. Yeah, great. Yeah, right. He looked okay. No, he, he looked different. He, he looked he different didn't to score. everybody. He looked different to everybody, though. His passes were actually like crisp and and sharp and and in the right place for players to run onto. And the rest of them, yeah. no. Um, I mean, I, I look at that. And I think Sheffield United. If, if if you look at if you look at the table, um, in fact, before the match, I. I looked at this a week ago and I said the Sheffield United is going to be a really, really tough game and they've, they've had a really good season. They've, they've done well. They've got that air of, uh, I don't know, a bit like Wolves last season, a team that's come up that's doing well and, and you know, they, they don't look like they're going to go, go down this season. Next season's another season. They might be found out. Who knows? But they're doing really well. You've got to give them credit. Having said all of that, not being... Not wanting to sound arrogant, but we're Spurs. We're a team that have consistently, in the last few seasons, finished top three, top four um, on a consistent basis. We've got really good players. This is the sort of opposition that, even if they're playing particularly well, that they come to White Hart Lane, and we, 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 in the I'm past, would have had us. Yeah, we would have. We would. We would find a way around. We would find a solution. We, we beat promoted teams under Pochettino. We beat promoted teams. Absolutely right. Yeah. And we can't do it anymore. It's just, and I don't know. I don't know what's what's going wrong. Um, so Pearson, question from her: How do we blame Ericsson for that performance? Well, he, yeah, he wasn't on the pitch, so we we can't label that at him. Um, Andy Island, right? A few bits to this. Uh, Andy's Twitter handle is at a island eighty six. Why? Firstly, why did Ali come off um, for fourth one um, nil up? Um, had a Kane had, and then he goes on to say Kane had a shocker yet stayed on the pitch, which I think is a very good point. Um, why is Lucas not starting? And then he just said Potch running out of ideas and solutions, and now he needs time to rebuild. Yet had the whole of last season to rebuild, yet started, yet stated he didn't need to buy. Ridiculous. It's not, but it doesn't. Those are great points. I get them completely. 
But intrinsically, this is the same team that took us to the Champions League final mm-hmm. last year in May. No, June. First of June, wasn't it? Yeah. What the fuck has happened since? Because they all look wrong. They all look out of sorts. Delhi actually has been out of sorts for probably about 18 months. Mm-hmm. So, Vertonghen, there is something going on there. Yeah, I know they're saying now he's injured, but why has that been kept so quiet? Their social media is all very quiet for all of the team. And it just feels like there is something not right. Where's Danny Rose? Well, didn't Vertonghen shag Ericsson's wife? Sure, and that's what you got black eye for. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. only knows how true that is. I mean, really? Really? Well, it, it, got, <laughs> it, got, it got us over the line with the Amazon deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, so we'll expect to see that in next, next year when they publish the documentary. Yeah. Doesn't, but, doesn't that just make this all seem so much better to know that this, <laughs> this clusterfuck that's currently going actually, on is, is, being, is going to be filmed? So the I revolution will be televised. Is it? Is that part of the problem, though? That the players don't necessarily like being filmed? It doesn't strike me as something that Pochettino would be overly comfortable with. And I don't they've know if that's do- translated been doing, to the players. They've been doing it for long enough. Yeah, but only filming like for their own internal use. Not necessarily something that's going to be on public display. Right, and I don't know if that is the case, obviously, but that this that that's the the change for this season. The three players that came in, yep, I'm cool with them. They're okay, no issues with that. But that's the change this season. Like a different team, we're just like a different team. Let's be honest. Uh, And that's the thing: is what's the what has prompted that change? Because there's nothing tangible, is it? It's not like we've gone out and bought the Magnificent Seven again and that's upset everything. It's not like we've had our star player leave and that's what's caused any disruption. We haven't had any managerial change. There's no staff changes. Mm-hmm. So as fans, for me, that's the only tangible that has that is a difference from last year that will have made this much difference. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is there is there a, is there a divide in the in the dressing room some somewhere? I mean, do do you feel the same when they celebrate goals together that they're really excited and, and how they were? Some players, yeah, but everybody. I don't know. You're right. I mean, it's guys. We're we're cut, we're we're grasping at all these different reasons, right? Mm. All these different reasons, but nothing's changing. Is nothing's it- changing. Is it just like a marriage where um, two parties have been together for a very long time and they've just lost that sparkle and they're a bit used to one another? And it needs a bit of, I don't know. We, we need some toys. <laughs> well, oh, I thought we had that. I thought that was the thing you signed. We bought three new toys and we still <laughs> haven't changed. But they're not working. Way. But they're not working. They're injured. Change the batteries. It should be fine. So in that case, if if that's what it is then why haven't those players made a difference? Do you remember the good old days? I was thinking about this yesterday, the good old days. Forget about results. <laughs> forget about results. Well, I mean, it is about results. But remember the, remember back in the good old days when the results were coming and, and everything was good? Delhi had his little wave. Then there was the whole Delhi and Dyer bromance. What's happened to all of that? 
Yeah. It was a fun place. What following Spurs? You look, look at them on social media. It was fun. Um, and now, it's but just... they've all been, but they've all been really quiet. Mm. Mate, you know, you know, I've got a theory. Maybe it's, maybe <laughs> it was that, maybe it was that picture of uh, Ali's really bushy pubes that just unsettled the whole thing. That social media post of him with that girl. Maybe. It could be that. Mm. So upset the dressing room. It's rough. I read to I read today that this is our worst Premier League start for eleven years, and the and the we finished eight we finished eighth that season. Eleven years. That was okay. That was when Ramos wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I can see that Ramos was in charge for eight games, and then Harry took over, and actually put worst. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, the infamous two points from eight games. Well, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> but he's dined out on ever bloody since do, do, do you think we'll, we'll come to the questions around Pochettino in a, in a, in a minute um, but do you think um, do you think that uh, Daniel Levy has, has, has just forgotten the knack of firing a manager it's been so long no <laughs> just doesn't know I'm how to I'm sure he has not forgotten how to do that but if it had been any other manager I'm not advocating getting rid of Poch by the way but if it had been any other point in history, Ramos, for example, case in point, um, they'd be out of the door and somebody else would be in. And, and I don't know. Well, maybe that's going to ha- happen now in the international break. I heard that Levy changed his desk. He used to have a desk with a button there, you know, like Mr. Burns in The Simpsons who pressed the button and got rid of the manager. He's changed his desk, but he got confident in Poch. So he's going to get a little bit longer, I think. Um, right, okay. the difference, what the difference between Ramos and Poch? Ramos got us the, to the League Cup final. Yeah. And Poch got us to the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably your difference. Where did we finish that season under Ramos? What, the season before? Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was mid table Me neither. Yeah. Uh, and I think therein lays the difference. Mm. Um. Right, going back to Arnie's, Arnie's question, dealing with the last bit, he says Pochettino is running out of ideas and solutions and now he, needs, he states he needs time to rebuild it, yet had the whole of last season to rebuild, yet stated he didn't need to buy Ridiculous. I think that's a little bit unfair. Two windows came and went. He didn't get we, we, we didn't get the support that was required in terms of getting players out of the door and getting players in. And... He had to protect the players. He had to come out publicly and protect the existing ones and just say, you know, he's happy with, with, with the squad. He's hardly going to come out and say, well, I'm pissed off. We didn't get anybody in. And the players I've got are useless. So I think that's a little bit disingenuous. Um, yeah, that's just media so, talk. Yeah. It's just media talk. It's um, just trying to stop the questions. Why is Lucas not st- starting? Who wants to rant about this? Because there's, there's a great danger I, I will rant about Marcus Lucas and the reasons why he's not starting. Either of you? I will. I will probably do the same thing. I'm. This question comes up every fucking week, and we get, and it's the same answer. And when he does play, that answer doesn't change for me either. He just doesn't offer the same as the others. But at the so, moment, they're not offering anything at all. Uh-huh. Really, Sonny is consistent. Actually, and I was really pleased for him yesterday because I think, you know, the goals in midweek and the goal yesterday was really important for him as a person. 
He also he also missed a really good opportunity, which could have wrapped the game up for us. Yeah. Not alone he, in that, though, is he? No, but I just don't think he. I think he's he got real tired yesterday, and he should have gone off. But I think for Lucas, everybody else, Kane has been not great. Yeah. Which is some kind of heresy, so I might burst into flames in a moment. But what they should be performing as well now as they always have been. And because they're, I think Poch is trusting them, is it possible that they're all going through a bad run of form at the same time? And that's why he doesn't want to play Lucas right from the outset? Mm. Is it because he doesn't want to disturb the ego balance, potentially? Having relied on these players for so long? I just think with Lucas... um... He's so much better coming off the bench. And when he has started, um, he doesn't particularly... Don't know he's there most of the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I was... Okay, so... Mark, Mark, are you not a fan? Should we just get that out? No, out the, he the just doesn't... He, he doesn't get He doesn't get involved. <laughs> he, he's not capable of, of passing well. And he, 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 he gets lost in the middle. He gets totally buried. So... Of memory, um, and I thought I'd back this up with with, with stats. Um, you know, he scored that hat trick against Ajax, and then he started the next game um, against Everton last season, final league game of the season, and he was woeful. All right, and that's not that's that's not the only time. This season, he started in all competitions where we played. Uh, I don't know about fifteen games, something like that. Just bear with me. Um, and I think it's four matches that he has started. Right, so it's thirteen appearances he's had this season, four of which he started. He's only scored two goals. Um, one of them is when he started against Olympiacos um, uh, away from home earlier in the season, and the other one was against Man City when he came off the bench. It was actually his first touch, um, corner from Lamella, and he headed it in. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's two goals. In 13 appearances, one of which was from a start. He's had four starts this season. If you go back to last season, where he was a bit more prolific, okay, and this is obviously over the course of a season, he played about 50 matches. This is including um, coming off the bench. So 50 appearances, 15 goals. That isn't a prolific return. And there are spells, looking back at it, right, he started... Beginning of the season, he scored against Fulham. I think he started that match. So that was the second game of the season. And then he scored against. He scored two against United the next match. That was very early on in the season. And then he went one, two. This is an all, all competition. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games before scoring again. Uh, and there are other spells as well. There's an odd goal here and there. And then Bournemouth. We played Bournemouth 5 0, end of uh, Boxing Day. He scored in that game, and then it was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games again before scoring again against Liverpool. And then after Liverpool, that was the end of, end of March, he scored the hat trick against Huddersfield and a hat trick against Ajax. So there's a little bit of a myth around. Um, Mora. Do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, it's a bit unfair, but he reminds me of Ronnie, Ronnie Rosenthal all those years ago for the Spurs. Scored a hat-trick and a cup tie against um, Southampton. 16 mm-hmm. we won. I think he came off the bench that day. Um, I think he started the next game. He wasn't great. And he's just one of those players that isn't 
fantastic. He's got an impact coming off the bench, but um, there's something also in what you said, Bex, in that in that everybody else has been woeful. So there is an element of well, give 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 more a chance. I get that, and also the player who doesn't play, well, he can't be blamed. But then yeah. I, at the same time, I think that. There's also this myth surrounding Lucas Moura that he's he's, he's he's fantastic player, and actually the, the stats say otherwise. That's my take on it. But when he came on yesterday, mm-hmm. he did look maybe Energetic. marginally lower awake. Yeah. Yeah, than the and, rest of them. And there so is maybe a, that's gone. I was just and then then there, there is a separate argument which says why the hell did he come on when he came on. <laughs> What later or yeah? Earlier? As I think it's it late. Too late. Was. It was yeah, too late. Too late. Yeah. Too little. Way too late by that stage. But it's not just him. It's the team. It's the rest of the team getting the ball to him, and I think yesterday sometimes that was we just weren't there. He had an opportunity. I mean, Kane, who I, I didn't think had a good game yesterday, Mora um, had a fantastic opp- opportunity last week at Goodison to stake a claim in the starting eleven um, when he started mm-hmm. because because um, Kane was injured and he didn't play particularly well against um, Everton either. When mind you, nobody, nor did no anybody else. Did. Yeah. Um, all right. The other part of his question is about is about Ali coming off and Foyth coming on, and I have to say, when when that substitution was made at the time, I was just like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Because I was worried at one nil up, and I thought, Do "You know what? We're going to bring another if he's going to bring another central defender on, all that's going to do is invite invite pressure. We're going to drop deep, and they're going to score." And it says quite it says, it says a lot about Spurs that we're trying to defend a one nil lead against. You know, at home against like, the newly promoted side, exactly. who yeah. are just who were balls out at that stage. They were not; they didn't have anything to hide all game. They were in our faces. They were pushing. They were pressing. They were much quicker to everything than we were. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Taking Deli Ali off is a hands up. I surrender. We can't do this. So, what we're going to do is sit back and defend. Mm. Weird just weird but that's the thing too it's like we get a different Pochettino in the Champions League as well right in the Champions League he'll make he seems to make good substitutions and early enough for generally for players to make an impact and all this stuff I mean I, I expected I expected Lucas to come on for either Son or Kane when that substitute before that substitution happened with Ali and Foyt and then I also thought he might take off Davis and bring on Sessegnon as well and give ourselves a little bit more energy in defence and attack mm. and I don't know what he's do- I just don't know what he's doing and, and he's his substitutions just they and never have they've, they've never have been generally what you you expect to happen but when we're not playing well I this this, oh, we'll just hang on, give it a little bit longer, is going on too long. You know, maybe the players need to know that, hey, if you ain't performing, I'm go- I will make early subs. He can only make three. <laughs> he can't throw out the entire outfield. Because <laughs> yeah. Casaniga's been all right. Yeah. Yeah, Gass- I mean, Casaniga, I look at yesterday, and you said earlier about positives, and, it, and it, they're difficult to... Pick any, like Mark said, I thought Lacelso was decent. Um, Gazaniga wasn't really tested, but 
it's fine. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't put a foot wrong. Um, there was a real lack of, as well as the fact that the team was lethargic, there was a real lack of leadership on the pitch. There was a point in the first half, um, I think it was this point, where they hit the woodwork, Sheffield United. I think I think it was that point. Anyway, it was one of their attacks. Son really lost his shit. He was he was shouting at the players, but he seemed to be the only... And Gazaniga as well. They seemed to be the only ones who cared. Everybody else was just so passive. It was just a real absence of leaders on, on, on the pitch. Um, I, Foyth, I can only... Fuck knows why he made the decision. I can only think that he bought on, he thought, well, I'll bring on Foyth, I'll switch to the back three, and I'll push up the full backs, I'll push up Uriah and Ben, and get some width. That's the only logical, if I was going to look at it logically, that's the only thing, only reason I can think he went for that. He had, he had already started doing that before he made that substitution. Uriah mm. was way up the pitch, and, and pressing really well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he felt we needed a bit of extra... extra Protection. protection with that in mind i don't i honestly don't know it's a weird i don't think uh, yeah. I, andy i'm trying to i'm trying to rationalize why as best as i can but it's it's i don't think any of us uh, he could have just he could have just strengthened our defense by taking dire off <laughs> how about that i was had a really bad get he's not much fit no i was gonna say i mean i think he's the, the yellow card that he got very early on i think that was a bit harsh but uh, no, nah. he was you, really late on the tackle. Did you see it? But, but I, I did, I did, but it was Later. like two minutes. It was two minutes in. I mean, it, it was a foul, but the referee could have just, you know, calmed the situation down, had a word, and then booked him because there was another challenge later on, which actually he didn't yeah. get a yellow card for. Um, but that, fine, because that he had already that, got that, one. Yeah, but that, okay, so that happened as part of the course of the game. I just his passing was woeful in possession. And I just thought, and he was playing on the left of, of in, in, in the pairing with, with Sanchez, and I just thought you could have t- t- taken him off, bring Session on, and tucked in Davis um, as a centre-back. He's played there occasionally before. Um, but anyway, I, fuck, I, I don't know. I don't know what... I, the, the only decision which, which seemed sensible and that was forced was Dombele going off injured and Winks coming on, who, who seemed... Fairly yeah. lively yeah. when he came on. The ball went for, the ball went forwards more. I give it that. Yeah, but with it, what it, with Wiggs? Yeah, and it yeah, needed him. Which, you which could you don't tell often say time you, No, people level at Wiggs, sideways passes and all that. No, yeah, but sometimes but he, he had to. He does what he needs to, and it, sometimes you just need to slow the play down and give players a chance to catch the breath, run past, whatever. Sometimes you just need that little bit of. Okay, let's collect our thoughts. Two minutes, and then we'll go again. And so, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what he does. That's his job. <sighs> right. Um, but we're never going to be oh. able to rationalise it. No, I don't no. think ever because no, we'll and never th- find out. And I think that's that's a great difficulty of doing this pod every fucking week at the moment. We're, <laughs> we're playing, we're playing, we're playing the way we are. That's that's always difficult, right? But then we. You know, we're trying to. We're all okay. We're all different people. We're all um, going to have different views. But generally, um, you know, whether it's myself, whether it's you, whether it's Mark, whether it's John, whether it's Gilly, whether it's David, whether it's uh, anyone else, we're generally quite rash, rational people, and we'll try to make sense of it all. But none of us 
None of us, none of the fans, none of the even the most critical vote. Nobody is privy to what's going on at Spurs, so we don't know. Nope. And we're trying to rationalise things as best as we can. It's just so so difficult. And and Pochettino, if you're if you're of the if you're of a mindset like me, who's been quite protective and quite defensive with Pochettino and hasn't called for his head, then there comes a point where things haven't changed, and and then you're starting to think, well, do I do I call for his head? Do I continue to give him the benefit of the doubt? And and I don't know. Um, question from Gilly on this. He says uh, Twitter handle is at I know. Uh, firstly, do the panel remember the outrage at the, at the media speculation about Poch to Madrid and United um, earlier this year? In fact, on several occasions in the uh, time that he's been in charge. On social media, so many fans have, have had or are very close to getting rid. So they'll be fine, presumably, if he, if he says, you're, you're right, and I can do no more, I'm sorry, resigns and then turns up at Manchester United after Christmas or in 2020. Second part of this question is, he just says, there are so many factors behind um, the league, league form since last January, February, uh, interspersed with the adventure of our lives to Madrid. Some Poch's fault, um, a good many not, in my opinion. In short, for the, for the foreseeable, he showed us loyalty when plum jobs were around the corner. So hold our nerve now and the team need us. Yeah, I get it. And we've all seen a number of managers, you know, some of which you would have preferred to have stayed when they left and some of whom you would have preferred had left long before they actually did. And I get it. I see it. And I I still don't see the potch out thing. My concern isn't the manager. My concern is the players. Hmm. But everybody, like you say, everybody will have a different view. But we're never going to find out. And if he does bugger off to United... I still don't think that will be because of the fans. I don't think the Potch Out gang is a majority at the moment. You were there yesterday, Jav, I presume? Yeah, look, I just... Um... Anybody screaming and shouting and stamping their feet saying, I'm going to get a no. plane with a banner or no. I'm hold a flag up or anything? No, not yet, which is good. Look, um, I think it's, di- it's difficult with home games because... It's a much bigger crowd. It's quite, you know, pockets here, pockets there. So it gets a little bit more difficult to gauge the overall. But there wasn't any... There was booing, for example, at the end of what people had seen. But there wasn't... You know, there was no calls for Pochettino's head. Um, away games, it's generally a lot more positive And you'll get people singing his name. Uh, but it's a, it's a funny, particularly at home, it's a funny crowd. I mean, just, just slightly go off on a tangent here, but, but, but short answer for both of you. Deli Alley, how do you think you did yesterday? Meh. Meh? Okay, that's fine. But Mark? I thought it was okay in spells. It was okay. Okay, all right. So, okay, meh. I'd, yeah, something like that. So, as I'm leaving the ground, I hear this guy just shout out, Deli's fucking shit. Which I was like they- a bit... Surprised they, were his, they were singing his name through the game. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was surprised of, of all the players. I'm not. He wasn't great. I don't think you know. But it was like, it was almost like right. Here's a scapegoat. And I'm sure if I'm sure if I'd been walking somewhere else along the concourse, somebody would have said, "Well, Potch is fucking shit. Time for him to go." So, it, it it's 
it's not quite you're right it's not it's not banners it's not flying banners it's there isn't a massive po- you know if you look at social media there is quite i'd say there's quite a quite a bit of a poch out brigade but even then i'd say it's probably maybe a third yeah. of what you see and it's oh, quite i think vocal it's tempered well. yeah but it's tempered isn't it by people that are like actually what are you going to do I if think, he does leave right i think it, it the initial reaction is that and then by the time the next game comes along we kind of mellow out a little bit or we have a Champions League game where we play well and the hope comes back and everybody mellows out a little bit. But I don't know. He's, he's, he is being given a chance right now as far as I'm concerned. And the reason I say that is because I, I'm struggling to see the glimmers of hope. I'm struggling to see anything different. I'm, I'm frustrated. He's frustrating me because we're just getting the generic Pochettino still. You know, and I understand you've got to be calm and, you know, he's a leader and all this kind of stuff and we're working on it. But at some point, it'd be nice for him to just say, well, yeah, some of them were fucking shit today. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, but he's not going to do that's that. That's never going to happen, though, in a million no. years. Oh, no, but he's... But, but, but that's the thing. So at least you're just thinking, well, what are you doing? And and I'm not seeing much on the pitch that makes me think, oh, this is what he's trying to do. This is what he's changing. Because mm. we're not even changing anything during games where it's not happening for us. This is what worries me. It does worry do, me that I'm not I'm not feeling there's a needs, recovery starting. Yeah, yeah, it needs a seminal moment. Do you know what? Do you know what happened five years ago yesterday? Either of you. So we played another team um, in red and white, Stoke City. It was Pochettino's first first um, season in charge, and we won- we sorry we lost that game even two one at the old White Hart Lane. I was there. I think Chadley scored for us. Um, I remember le- I remember leaving the leaving the stadium that day, thinking, "What the fuck have I watched? I, w- I want my I want my money back." And then that was the game, wasn't it? That was the tipping point. That was the yeah. Uh, Bayo started that game. Kabul started that game. Pretty sure. Um, and I don't think those. Well, they they did. Pl- Ali Byam, I think, might have played one or two games after that for Spurs. But that was a game where pretty much things changed. And it and and it feels as though it needs that moment now, where it's just like. How you know bad what? does it have to get before we step up? Yeah. Which is what know. that Stoke game was, wasn't it? That yeah. was a right. This has got really bad. Now let's kick it up a gear, and we need that but- again. But I don't know where that comes from. We've had tough away games, but the games that we've drawn or lost is just—it just makes it so much harder. And then, you know, you look—you look over or you look up, and you've got Chelsea with this young, fresh, brave team, and you're like, "Yeah, we were there a few years ago. That was us." You know, where, where, where's it gone? When's it yeah. coming back? It's very, it's very difficult looking at the moment, both at Chelsea and Leicester City. And, yep. and 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 from a football point, you know, from looking objectively and actually admiring both of those teams and, and what they're doing at the moment, and being mm-hmm. quite being quite envious. Um, oh, absolutely. You know that that was us not so long ago. Question from Nigel Watson. He says after today or yesterday, even I'm starting to think it could be time for a change. Um, players seriously not performing, even with Poch leaving the want away players. Sort of leaving the one to play, even with Poch leaving the one to want away players out, we are still awful. Very worried. So my question is: Is it time for Poch to go? No. 
I don't think so, because what do you achieve then? You appease the fans. Give them what, give them what they Great. want. Great. You appease some of the fans, not all of the fans. And well, they are actually voiceless. Well, it, okay, he doesn't... He doesn't go now, but let's, let's you know, this deja vu again and say, well, when does he, when would he go then? When, when would it be enough for you? How much longer would this need to continue? I don't know. For it to be enough? Because right now we're looking at like eighth in the league. Mm. Right? And we're look, but, but, but worse than that, we're looking at teams taking over us, like getting a good, stretch away from us do we want the Europa League really do we want to play on Thursday nights again and have you know much less time between our matches probably not do we just want to focus on the league maybe that's the thing maybe there's a little bit of burnout Mm. too much over the last couple of years and quite a bit of pressure Maybe. Too Go, much rotation. Maybe. Going back to that Champions League final, I wonder whether the disappointment of that, not just losing and not and 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 you know not picking up a tro- trophy, that's always going to knock you. But the fact that maybe that was a turning point for a few players psychologically, maybe some of them. Ericsson, perhaps definitely, but others maybe they they don't they're not aware of it. But but it, it's it was a moment where they thought shit. I know, I've, I've been at Spurs for the older players. I've been at Spurs for a few years now, and we've we've got close, and we've got close, and we've got close, and we've missed out on a league title. And now we've got to it, and it's not going to happen. And but they were I, fucking I'm culpable for that Champions League. Oh, game. absolutely, yeah. No, of course I'm not. You know, but I just wonder whether mentally there's something there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. I Respect you, you could but, you could see it for like say Jan or Toby with them thinking well you know my career's on its way yeah. out that was the last op- probably the last opportunity for me to get yeah. a big prize right you could see that maybe with them definitely yeah but I mean the likes of Kane and Ericsson twenty six twenty seven they've you know they're not old but they've got fucking pull your finger out then. They've got a few years left. At some we're point, still, they're, they're going to want things to change. We're still, we're but still they are got... the best architects for that to happen. Absolutely, yeah. So, and this is my beef. Everybody's bitching about Poch, but it's actually whilst yeah, he should be motivating the players, putting them in the right formation, yada yada. It is the performances on the pitch that are so piss poor. I don't know how Poch is supposed to legislate for that. You can't drop the entire fucking team and say that's it. You're not playing next week. So, he, the players have to take some responsibility. They really do for their piss poor performances. They're continuing poor performances in the league. And it is just the league. And that's, well, apart from the Bayern game. And that's the hardest thing. Because it's like they've just switched off. Oh, this isn't important. We're not going to do this. Like, what the fuck? So, I don't know. But I just, yeah, they are absolutely in charge of their own destiny on this one I think that the players yeah you're right they, they do need to take a bit of responsibility because at the end of the day right if for me if a new manager came in just for the sake of argument if somebody came in and there was a bounce back right and those players suddenly performed 
they have to me if they did that they they have cheated they have Traitors. they have they exactly absolutely that so they're basically they're, they're down tools they couldn't be asked to play for the previous manager and suddenly now they are they're performing for a new manager they don't that team is picked they go out there yesterday and i, and I said earlier there was no lead, there was no leadership players were quite passive i include kane in that there was no pressing and that you can't blame all put all of that on Poch. Some of that has got to be the players. They've got to take a long, hard look at themselves. Um, Mark, to answer your... Well, sorry, to, to throw your own question back at you, when's the turning point for you? When's the turning point for me? Yeah. Um, it's pretty soon. All right, so if we, lo- if we lost it, to West Ham 2-0 for, in, a, in a fortnight? Yeah, then I would probably say... I would say the... Uh, the conversation would that, that at that point the conversation between Levy and Potts would have to be would have to happen saying okay you haven't got much you know you need to improve mm. by this time that's that it would reach that for me it's not necessarily the scoreline though it's the manner of the defeat isn't it <clears throat> yes yes it's and how you're they right play. you're right about you're right about the players you're absolutely right about the players and the lack of performances i mean seriously how many player performances can you pick out across this whole season? You know, how many times have players really stood out? But the thing is, too, is is that if, even if you get dropped right now, you're probably back the next game, right? How many players have been dropped and just not really been seen? Apart from Carl Walker-Peters, who just, holy shit, he must have fired at the dinner table or something because <laughs> he is ghost. Yeah. Totes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Is he alive? Has <laughs> he appeared on social media anywhere? You know. Is he, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe one of them murdered Carl Walker yes. and they're and they're all like. They've all been digging up know, a patio. That's why they haven't got any enthusiasm for a game. They're all shit scared of the police, and one of them's going to crack. It's like one of those movies. Yeah, maybe maybe he's dead in a ditch somewhere in Epping Forest, <laughs> and that's why everybody's um, yeah, like you say. Um, and David and David Pleats trawling nearby is in <laughs> even more. He's in even more danger. David Pleat, there's a name from the past. Um, I, I was watching I was watching AFTV this morning just to cheer myself up, and uh, they um, basically it's time to go. Yeah, that, that's in what it. I'm saying now. It's time to go. Uh, last season, um, they were like, give him time. Give him, in his first season, give him time. And now, <laughs> he's got to go. And they're actually doing worse than they were under Wenger. And I know, more, isn't it glorious? It, it is, but also the moral of the story is, right, you've got to be careful what, what you wish yeah. for. And I think Wenger, and this might be heresy saying this, but I, I think he was a decent football coach. I think he did particularly well over a very long period of time. Look, both him and Ferguson, 20-odd years at, 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 the, at, at one club, that takes some doing. I think you've you've got to be quite a good manage, manager to, to be able to do that, to, to change teams along the way, to rebuild, to refresh. OK, perhaps towards the end, it wasn't going... It wasn't all roses for, for, for Wenger. But I do wonder sometimes, like, careful what you, what you wish for. And I, and I look at... I remember watching... That whole Wenger round, it was you know it was great, it was great fun, and we were doing well, etc. Like always, at the back of my mind was I really hope that one day we don't get to that don't get to that situation with with Poch. Um, 
I feared that that would happen, but only if if Pochettino was at the club long enough. Uh, I never thought that it would happen this this you know so soon. Particularly what six months after I think it was six months the other day, the anniversary of Mora hat trick or that last gas goal against Ajax. I never thought things would happen this quickly, and it's quite distasteful. And yes, it might only be maybe a third of the people, and and. There might not be, we haven't got to the point where there's banners out and that sort of thing, but it's quite distasteful. It's quite sad when I see our fans call Pochettino's head. And that's the thing. I think because of those games last season, he does still have that in his, on balance, he still has that in the, okay, maybe we should keep him. Almost like a credit. Look what he's done for us. And I think that's probably bolstering those maybe who were otherwise would waver and go over to the potch out things. Mm. Just to kind of keep it on an even keel. Because I think Potch not being there right now, whomever is likely to come in is more dangerous than Potch being there. I think I think what would be what the biggest danger about somebody after Pochettino would be that they would probably do well for a good year or 18 months just based on what Pochettino's built at the club and we would probably get a false idea about how good a manager they actually are because that's what happened at Southampton after he went. Yep. Mm. New manager. The first thing they'd do is get a shovel, go all the way to Epping Forest and dig, <laughs> dig out Cole, Cole Walker-Peters and stick him at right back. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah go find find David Pleat's got him already (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then that depends doesn't it who is that manager we've seen that a lot lot of times where a new manager comes in there's a bounce back but we've also seen a situation where a new manager comes in and actually things get get worse case in point Emery so um, and and some of our our own previous managers. Mm-hmm. Um, it it doesn't necessarily follow that bringing in a new guy is going to change everything. things. Yeah, there's still going to be a rebuild. There's still going to be players who they may, they might start performing. They might get their finger out for a new manager. Which if they did, like I said, that that doesn't speak volumes of them as as, in, as in individuals and characters. Particularly as if those characters, right? If those players are playing like this for Pochettino, and a new manager comes in. And if I was a new manager and I came in and those players suddenly performed for me, the first thing I'd have in the back of my mind is, well... They'll do it to me. They'll do it to me, yeah. They can't be trusted. They can't be trusted. Well, what sort of characters, uh, you know, are, are, are these players? And you need characters, in a, you know, whether you're fighting relegation or, or, or you're trying to compete for a title, you need strong characters um, and people that can be trusted and... Uh, yeah, but most most managers will just come in and just slap that straight onto their ego and say, oh, "I'm fucking brilliant. Look at what I'm doing." Right? That's the, generally how they are. They're not going to think that about the players, but they, you know. I think that's a prerequisite. We're not at that point. We're not at that point. Oh, I think God. that's part of the persona of being a football manager, though, isn't it? Yeah. You have to be able to do that. Anyway, sorry. Uh. 
Right, let's get through a few questions. I'm probably just going to read these out. They're just comments mainly. John Steggles, um, if we were looking for a manager and he, he wasn't already at the club, Pochettino would be number one choice to come in. That's a fair point. Um, question from the Cockrell. Um, he just says, Board was asking the same question each week, so let's get some other points of view. All I say is Poch mustn't panic. He should keep with the side he's picked the last two games and give them the chance to develop into a more coercive unit. Don't bring back the old card. That's a fair point. Um, and to be fair, you know, Ericsson was on the bench yesterday. He didn't come on. Um, uh, then the Cockroach goes on to say, um, come January, we will have a better idea of positions that need strengthening. Also, he should look to incorporate the younger players better, e.g. Skip, Taganga, etc. I will accept he's serious when he finally drops Uria and Rose get them all out I think that's that's a fair point about the younger players um, uh, but then the, the flip side of that is do you integrate them when you're doing so badly will, will, will that shoot their confidence if they come into an underperforming team um, and then this is something that we've Bex you touched on it earlier and, and, I, and I mentioned it as well a few times um, from Kent Goodrich he just says um, once again Kane has very few touches what can be done to get him the ball more often passing to your own players would be a winner that would help yeah yeah. yeah if we if we move the ball a bit quicker and not the, uh, the same formula all the time that would help I think it, it, I think he has games where he just you know, he stays back, stays up front, and then he has games where he, he drifts back. Mm. Or, or sometimes he'll, you'll have games where he, he'll stay up front in the first half and then he'll start drifting back in the second half and picking up the ball. And just lately, he's had a few games where you just really haven't seen him anywhere other than surrounded by defenders, it seems. Mm. And he's just hanging on to the ball too much when he does get it too. Him and he and Son did that yesterday. It drove me nuts. It's that bit of desperation, isn't it, that they want to score really badly, mm-hmm. that they yeah. are willing to not necessarily consider whom else might be in a better position. A little bit of selfish play, and sometimes that works for us. Yeah. But at the moment, it feels like it's working against us. And actually, Lascelles yesterday, when his shot that just went past the post, Kane was actually in a much better position. Yeah, and then later on, Lascelles tried a really cute reverse ball when he probably should have just shot himself. Yeah, where he was just trying too hard to do the right thing. Um, I think that if you look at the league, league table, I get a lot. I know a lot's been said of where we are and. Um, uh, you know, we're twelfth. We were eleventh yesterday. Twelve, twelve today. Um, I think we could drop drop further possibly because United are playing Brighton. Um, it, it, it is quite congested still. Um, there is a massive gap now between ourselves and top four, twelve points um, behind uh, Leicester and Chelsea. But between fifth, I think I think we're three we're three points off fifth. Um, and three po- points off seventeenth, and there are a lot of teams in the in the middle that are you know inconsistent, like ourselves dropping points. So, um, I don't I don't generally go into these matches now looking at the teams around us because it's all much of a muchness. But what what I, what, what does concern me is, is our form, and and I think that you know if we did put that run together, we'd climb up climb up that table. It, it is congested. It is you know it's quite congested, but. We've had, how, we've how are we going to do it? 
we've had a bunch of games lately where we expected this climb to already be happening. Yeah. We expected yeah. this to be in, you know, something in progress right now. And it's still, we're still stuttering. It's horrible. We've got West Ham next, as I said earlier. Can either of you, either of you see us getting anything, realistically? Well, they're winless in their last five. So yeah. it's probably going to be kind of like so the Everton game. Again. I reckon it'll be like the Everton game kind of thing. Both teams are a little bit, you know, nervy. But we should be able to tear them apart. We should have torn Everton apart. Everton were ragged and awful. So we we should be able to beat them. I, I hope so. There's no team I hate losing to more than them. Pile of shit. <laughs> I don't know. Because they'll raise their game to play us. And especially if we're teetering at the moment of you know not one thing or another so does that mean that's something that they'll capitalize on are we going to fall apart will we decide oh i know let's play this game is this the script that amazon have written for us <laughs> it's got um <laughs> yeah it's, it's quite it's quite a, quite a script shit season dead, <laughs> yep. dead player found in 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 epping forest um exactly david like... fleet doing the rounds <laughs> uh, I, I, so I, I think it's got it, it is a bit like Everton I think it's got um, score draw written all over it and if I'm going to be honest right, if we won that match we'd, we'd make a DVD surprised. of it yeah we'd be fairly surprised though I think if we did I, uh, it's straight after the international break um, which the best thing about the international break now is the fact that we're not playing for two weeks so we can't lose a match um, Spurs don't get many... to ruin my weekend Absolutely, and, I, and uh, yeah, I just um, I the only thing is how many players will come back injured or or you know jet lagged etc. That sort of thing after after the international break. Not that any of that will make a difference because even if everybody was fit and available, we'd still probably fuck it up. Well, um, Delhi's not travelling, is he? He's not been selected for the English that squad. That is true, That's and true. I'm quite happy with that because I don't think he deserves to go. No. In fact, right now I'm not entirely sure he deserves to be picked for Spurs, but that's a separate thing. Well, I think it's an opportunity for him to to get his fitness back and uh, and also focus on hopefully he wants to get in in the in the England squad at some point, which I'm sure he will. The only way he's only way he's going to do that is by playing better for Spurs. So um, there's there's that, players that, there's players that are currently getting in that team only because Lamella's injured. Uh, Let's be honest, Lamella's shit. You know, again, it can't last more than two three months without starting to pick up injuries and he's played really well so frustrating yep. yeah um so in that international break there's no spurs um next week well there is though because the ladies are playing or well, women oh for fuck's sake Every, yes. Tottenham yes. women what's happening next sunday yeah so they're playing um and everybody have heard me blare about this last week um they are playing arsenal in their league cup game at white hart lane which I think is massive because the girls have only played there once before. So I think it's really important that Spurs as a club have gone, yeah, OK, we probably need to make this a bit more accessible. Um, tickets are reasonably cheap. Should be a good day out. Women's football is different from men's. And it's a local derby, even though they don't they, see it in the same way. They better not lose. Mm. OK. 
<laughs> no pressure. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Um, either way, I think it should be. It's nice that they're recognised. It's nice that they can. And actually, it's not just Spurs, but very few of the women's team routinely play at their men's team equivalent ground. They normally play at much lower level grounds. So even Arsenal women don't routinely play at the Emirates. Man City's women don't don't routinely play um, at the Etihad. So it's nice to see that recognised as an opportunity. And part of that is because it's an international break and it you know fits in with the the club's recognition of oh I know if they're not doing that then let's maximise um, the facility and get people in and let's have that game then which which is fine. I, it doesn't really bother me. Um, yeah, it should be quite good, actually. Yeah, I heard, the club of, I heard the club have even given them their own bathrooms. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's no end to the generosity of <laughs> one Mr. D. Levy, is there? <laughs> <laughs> the last time, of course, we played um, we played on home turf. Um, by home turf, I mean, I mean by Hart Lane. Um, uh, the ladies um, beat another London team, West Ham, to win the league title. So hopefully... Um, we can get a similar result against and Arsenal was, ladies. And they did that because they were closing the stadium, and that was yeah. seen as another. But that was a mid. That, yeah, it was a midweek game, wasn't it? It was like a Wednesday night or yes, something. Yeah, yep. So sparsely populated because you know midweek games are. But because it's Sunday, I think it should be quite good. Yeah, three o'clock kickoff. So nice for people to maybe if they've not been to the stadium before, good opportunity to go and have a decent look round. Should be quite good. I don't know how much the stadium they're opening, though. I'm guessing probably not all of it. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine the top tiers they wouldn't yeah. open up. Um, some questions from Gilly um, on Tottenham women. Uh, so he's got a few there. Uh, who have been, specifically for you, Bex, um, who have been the standout players for Tottenham women this season? Um, how would you sum up where we are so far? And what's the deal with the Continental Cup? Can we uh, win okay. it? So, questions in order, because I'm not very clever. So, um, Kit Graham, for me, has been a great player this season. She scored three goals in two games. Two of those were in the game the week before last. Um, Free kicks or just outside the area. Absolutely stunning goals. Really worth taking a look at. Um, I think she's played really, really well. Just on the women's team as a whole, actually, before I forget. We, Hannah Gordon scored, not Hannah Gordon, Hannah Godfrey scored in the internationals midweek as well which is quite nice so there was that um what was the other question um uh, what's the deal with the continental cup can we win yeah. it it's a round robin thing no i would suggest not purely because of the way it's played so it is a round robin it's like mini league games and then people progress almost like the world cup um and as you progress further into the competition that's when you hit the better funded teams shall we say or the more established teams and then you're up against Champions League opposition and I don't think we're there yet so I think for this season the women are probably mid-table which I think for a newly promoted side is brilliant they've had some really good results and they've had some expected results so I'm expecting maybe the Arsenal game to be quite tough but I can't see us winning that necessarily because they are, they really do play at a different level. Their players are all, um, they've got a mixture of internationals. They're all full-time players. They don't have to worry about anything else. 
But I think for us to still be in that company is really important. And it shows that there has been a lot of time and a bit of investment behind the scenes to make sure that we can achieve at that level. How confident are you that they'll finish mid-table? Very. And I think that good. is a great... That I think that is a really good thing for this season. I'm quite happy to be there in the... Because we... Everybody thinks that, yeah, you can. But even as a... Even, like, from the men's point of view, we don't think we're going to win the league. And I think exactly the same about the women. They're not going to win the league. But if they can stay in that league and consolidate the stuff that they've learned this season then yeah. it looks better for next season and the season after. So it's that kind of thing. They're not struggling. They're not in that league and not being able to hold their own, which I think Good. is really important because that up and down thing, I think, is more damaging than anything oh, else. Yeah. But I think to stay there and consolidate, I think Karen Hills would certainly take that as a win for this season. And I think that's probably her overall aim is to stay mm. in WSL1. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Talking about Karen Hills, um, I know it's not... It's not necessarily the same, but she's been there at the club for a very, very long time. Done yeah. a fantastic job. No one's calling for her head. Nobody's. No, nobody said no. It's seriously. Yeah. But no, no, nobody said. Nobody said. Well, she's been too long at the club, etc. But there's, there's been one thing that she's done, and the club have, have supported her at that. And I know it's different. They've got players in each and every summer, particularly as, as we've moved um, up, yeah. up the leagues. We've got. When we moved into uh, WSL2, we got players who were either had played experience of WSL1 or had experience of WSL2. We got a different caliber of players, and yet we retained some of the players that, that yep. served us well previously. Again, this season there's been quite a lot of, you know, and this season was huge because yeah. of the way they reformatted the league, and they said if you want to be WSL1, you need to have professional players. You mm. can't have these, you know, people that have got day jobs shift work whatever they need to be pro players yeah. and that was a massive change for this season and i think they've handled that really well no, I'm, sh- I'm sure i'm sure Levy <coughs> has, has pointed at pochettino a few times said look at what karen's doing here yes. her players her players ain't costed nearly yep. as much yeah and they're still performing yeah at the level we expect them to Mm-hmm. So, what should, do you need to go and see her for a training session? Maybe that's yeah. what they need to do. Maybe they need to set up a conference call and Karen needs to say to him, listen, this yeah. is what you need to do. This is where you're going wrong. Or if Poch has had enough, then just, just promote Karen. Just, just yeah. put her in charge of the lads. Yep. You know, I'm, I, she'll, she'll give her... I'll tell you what, without having met her, I, I, I don't want to... I really don't... I don't, don't want to get on the wrong side of her. No, she is absolutely very forthright. And yeah. if things are not right, I'm fairly sure she would tell people. Which is not necessarily a bad thing in that job. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's finish off with a c- couple of questions. Um, one, VAR obviously it, it, it reared its ugly head yesterday. Um, Kent Goodrich says, "Stake VAR in the heart, kill it dead." <laughs> I fully concur. Um, uh, in Epping more, Forest, it goes in, in Epping yeah, Forest. Yeah, we've put in Epping yep, in with cut. Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, slightly more uh, sensible question on VAR um, at Mr Gaz underscore ICT says VAR is a good idea badly imp- implemented how does rugby manage to get a clear decision explained shown by the ref and acceptable to all in two minutes when football takes five plus minutes and leaves everyone confused including the ref is it Sorry, it is here now, so how can it be changed to work properly? Go on, Mark, because I know you were such an advocate for this previously. Um, 
I honestly don't know. I I liken I liken VAR to us right now. I think it was you know it started poorly, then it seemed like it was getting on track, and now you're just like, <laughs> the fuck is it doing? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I literally I watch games now, and you can't even tell what decision the referee is going to make. Like it's not even clear with VAR, and it's still. There's, there's been times where I've seen VAR replays and I've, I'm like, yeah, I know what the answer is to this. This is the decision he needs to make. And they've gone the opposite way. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. The decisions are still subjective. It still comes down to somebody's interpretation. So why waste the time with all the gadgets and bullshit? Okay, so in rugby, they have, um, it is much better. But they do have a very, I think in rugby, it's only managed by the on-field ref. And that's a problem with football. So yesterday, the goal was given. And then whomever is sitting looking at that goes, oh, no, we think there's an infringement somewhere else. And I think you can't have that. You either play to the on-field referee or you play it by TV, but you can't have both. And at the moment, that's what we've got. And that confused me yesterday. I'm like, why are they bringing it back? Like, if the goal was given, if the referee at the time was happy that when the because the, it was taken back, wasn't it? Not the stage of play that affected the goal itself, but the previous, whatever it was, mm-hmm. the cross that came in and then it went back out and then they scored. So, like, it's you, sh- you can't do that. How far back do you take it? it and I th- don't think those lines have been clearly drawn either. But I don't think you can have some geezer sat one person, by the way, because it's only being done with one. Whereas at the World Cup, they had three or four to look at it and decide. I don't think it's being done because you can't keep your eye on that many different views of things at the same time. Virus like Brexit, okay? It's going to happen. It has happened. It's going to happen. It's going to prove to be shit. And then we're going to go back to how it was before. No, we're not. Because it has to stay. Because football has to be current, and that's the thing. Is it's not, but I, the implementation of it has always been absolutely shit. And I think referees and players are as confused about it as fans. But we're we're trying to we're trying too hard as well. We're like going, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, stop the game, stop the game. I've got the feeling that could have this could have possibly happened, you know. 20 seconds earlier let's waste two minutes yeah. trying to see whether that happened or not and and the rules ain't helping either this handball in the area rule i mean shit yep. uh, why 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 are players trying to shoot free kicks into the goal now just fucking wallop in the wall here's someone's hand you got a penalty yeah it's just the rule the rules ain't helping either but it's getting worse and we're trying too hard that what they don't understand is is we're all used to imperfection. It's part of the game. We're not desperately asking for perfection, but they're trying to get it. And while they are, they're ruining it for, for everybody. But they just... Sorry, go on. I was just saying, why don't they just limit it to decisions that, um, that players yep. appeal? Simple as that, right? Oh, so not... really? No. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can't do that. Why not? Because can you imagine how, how far would a ref get 
before he gets surrounded by another bunch of players waving imaginary cards and shouting at him. So yeah, okay. So yesterday, the, the Sheffield United goal, the one that was allowed, and also the one that wasn't allowed. Um, nobody on the Spurs side peeled it, and and that one was was you know hands up in the air in in protest and saying that, that you know there was something untoward there. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, in those instances. That goal should goal should have been given. End off. If it was something like I don't know, and this is an extreme, but if it was like the the Maradona handball, and you've got players going up to the referee complaining straight away, the referee should say, "Okay, well, there's there's no smoke without fire. Why why are they complaining?" And then review it accordingly. Jeff, 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 I've got two words for you. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> young, young, and Aspilicueta. Yeah. Those players are already assigned to mark the referee in matches and, and get in their ear and complain every time something happens. Can you imagine players think, like that? Yeah, I don't think referees I mean, they get bitch and complain about everything. It just, unfortunately, we, no, that, that can't happen either. I but just, I do think if they're going to limit it to match, potentially match-changing incidents... They have to say quite clearly, this is what's going on. So they have to do that screen thing. So not just stand in the middle of the fucking pitch. It has to go on the screen and it has to be much slicker. Because at the moment, they kind of dither around a bit and then kind of wave around. And it's that hand to the ear thing. No, 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 no. Look at how it works. In rugby and in cricket, they will indicate the fact that it is going to a final adjudicator. The problem at the moment is that final adjudicator isn't the final adjudicator. They are the one that is quite often bringing it back. And that has to stop because you can't have it both ways. It's not fair and it's confusing as hell. And I think that's the problem at the moment. And that's, for me, the difference between football and rugby with whatever technology they're using. And I think with offside decisions, as we saw yesterday and a few times this season, like, for example, the Leicester game, they are trying to be perfect. You know, to me... That got the the Sheffield United player was was level. Yep. He was oh, level, sure. right? You know, he was um, offside by the same amount that Sonny was at Leicester. Wasn't yeah. He? yeah, like how how is his elbow going to affect play? Because yeah. I, I'm still waiting for somebody to explain to me how his elbow would could have affected play going forwards. Because if the ball hit his elbow, we'd have another 17 minutes of VAR checking to find out if it did happen. Just 15, not 17. Stop exaggerating. Mm, man. It was bad, and it has been bad so far, but I think that's the interpretation of the rules rather than VAR itself. We we lasted 62 minutes without it yesterday. 62 minutes of that game went without it. It, uh, it just had to happen. You just knew there was going to be something. Can't be a Tottenham match without a talking point, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but just before the final question, um, so Wolves have beaten uh, Villa and United have beaten Brighton. So we slipped to 14th from the table. Um, Fabulous. L- looking at that, though, I said earlier, <laughs> there is only three points between us in 14th and Sheffield United in 5th. Um, and the other thing that strikes me looking at the table is I always look at goal difference. It gives really gives a good indication of how teams are going to do. And the top four, you've got goal difference of 16, 21, 10. 24 that's a massive gap to everybody else but then the, all the teams above us basically you've got quite a few on minus you've got minus seven minus six minus two minus one minus one above us uh zero bournemouth we're, we're our goal difference is one 
uh, Wolves also on one and United on four. So I think that pro- probably um, I, I, I don't think it's, it's as bad as it is. I think if we get the results, we'll suddenly be in a Euro- Europa League spot. But it's, if, but it's, if, but it's, it's a big uh, if. It's getting the it's, yeah. It's, and it's only out. because. It's only because everybody else is so shit, though. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, this is fucking depressing. Um, right, final question. <laughs> on, a, on, on a lighter note from Ed Brad. Which player has the longest schlong? <laughs> Not a... No. No, can't think of any way of measuring that but thanks Ed cheers Mark care to comment uh, I don't know, I've, you know Gasamiga because feel... he's got everything else doesn't he mm. I don't know I feel like you know if this this was if this was females we're talking about we'd be up in arms so as a as a male I don't know whether I like my team's body parts being Objectified. Objectified. But the, obvi- the ov- obvious answer is Dong Belly, right? Oh, God. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we've been here, but I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure this was this was asked many, many, many moons ago on, on the podcast, probably in the first season. And, of course, the answer is Yann Tongan. Hence the, hence the song. True. Which which goes, Bex? Are you gonna sing it? No, I'm bloody not. Why would you think that for a moment? No, didn't you sing it before? I think it was. It wasn't me. I think it was Dev. He sang it at the end of the pod. Um, I'll have a go. He has a massive cock. He does the yan, the yan. He tucks it in his football sock. The yan, the yan. He shagged his bird, and now she's dead. He waves his cock around his head. Yan Vertonghen, Tottenham Superman. There you go. Oh, so that explains it then. If he shagged his bird, and now she's dead, that's why he went on to Ericsson's missus. Oh, now it's all making sense, isn't it? But it was clear, really clear and obvious. <laughs> It was really Carl Walker Peters in disguise, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's why all, he's in Epping Forest. It's Sold all mystery. Clear and obvious, more clear and obvious than VAR, right? Um, <laughs> international break, so we won't be recording. Uh, we'll, but the next podcast will be in two weeks' time, um, the day after the uh, whoever we're playing, West Ham, Pikes, West Ham game. All that's left for me to say: thank you, Bex. Cheers. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And until then, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the base are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.